You're listening to the RBN Energy Blogcast. This is an audio version of RBN Energy's daily blog, the oil and gas industry's go-to source for insight. Every day, we cover commodity fundamentals, industry changes, and developing trends across energy markets. And now, we're making it easier than ever to enjoy our blogs. Whether it's on your drive into work, while you're at the office, or at home walking the dog, settle in, turn the volume up, and enjoy. Sunday, April 26, 2020. Shelter from the storm. Appalachian E&P share soar on forecasted associated gas decline. Published by Nick Caccioni. COVID-related demand destruction and the oil price meltdown have engulfed energy markets and companies in a thick pervasive shroud of doom and gloom. But investors and analysts have hit upon a potential bright spot for one segment of the industry, gas-weighted E&Ps that had been battered by the decade-long shift of upstream capital investment to crude-focused resource plays. The massive cutbacks in 2020 capital investment by oil producers triggered by the recent dramatic decline in refinery demand for crude will reduce not only oil output, but associated gas production as well. That drop in supply raises the prospect of meaningful increases in natural gas prices in 2021, hence Wall Street's new interest in gas-weighted producers, whose equity values have taken off in recent weeks, after a big plunge earlier this year. There's a lingering concern though, namely that LNG exports, a key driver of gas demand for U.S. producers, may be slowed by collapsing gas prices in key international markets. Today, we discuss what's been going on. Over the past few years, associated gas production from the Permian, Bakken, Eagleford and other basins drove total supply growth that outpaced record growth in U.S. natural gas demand. The resulting imbalance steadily eroded Henry Hub prompt gas futures pricing to a recent low in the mid $1.50 per million BTUs, a level not seen since 1995. The impact on the publicly traded gas-weighted ENPs we track was dramatic, with the share prices of producers such as Range Resources, Southwestern Energy and Antero Resources plunging more than 95% through first quarter 2020, from their 2013-14 highs. However, since April 1st, Share prices of the eight significant U.S. gas-weighted E&Ps, all Appalachia-focused, have risen sharply, with six of them more than doubling in price over the three-week period. Please note this blog should not be viewed as investment advice. RBN Energy is not an investment advisor. The shift in sentiment has been a long time coming. Although the shale revolution began in gas plays like the Barnett and Haynesville shales after the gas price peak in 2008 to 2009, investment began shifting in a big way to oil-weighted resource plays as rising natural gas output triggered falling realizations. Intense development of the Permian and a handful of other oil plays with a lot of associated gas production intensified after the 2014-2015 financial crisis. With natural gas prices depressed by soaring associated gas production that by definition is not sensitive to lower gas prices, the dwindling number of gas-weighted ENPs became concentrated in the Marcellus Utica, the most prolific and lowest-cost play. The recent plunge in natural gas prices to near 25-year lows triggered a headline garnering $6.5 billion impairment of Marcellus assets by Chevron as well as write-downs by a multitude of other gas producers. That further convinced investors that these companies were in a fight for survival, not headed for growth. However, the prospective shift in the crude oil supply-slash-demand balance triggered by the COVID-19 pandemic has swung the spotlight to ENPs that have little to modest exposure to cratering oil prices. In today's blog, we'll take an in-depth look at these gas-weighted ENPs, analyzing their strategies and financial performance to provide some insight into their growth potential under the possible new pricing scenario. But first, a look at the recent stock rally. Figure 1 in our blog on the website today shows how share prices for gas-weighted ENPs, diversified ENPs and oil-weighted ENPs have fared relative to each other since the start of this year. 
Almost all of the producers saw their share prices fall significantly in January and February, but in March and especially April, the gas-focused E&Ps recovered and even rose above their start-of-year prices. In contrast, the share prices of diversified and oil-weighted E&Ps stayed low. More specifically, the stock prices of gas-focused Antero Resources, CNX Gas, EQT Resources, Range Resources, Gulfport Energy and Southwestern Energy at least doubled in the first three weeks of April. Cabot Oil and Gas and National Fuel Gas, which had been more highly valued by the market over the last year, recorded more modest 26% and 15% gains, respectively. Despite the across-the-board gains, the share prices of all the gas producers are still well short of their 52-week highs recorded last spring. The critical question is, what strategies have these companies been instituting to remain financially stable and regain investor confidence? The answer is that these gas-weighted ENPs have been tightening their belts over an extended period of low gas prices. Their capital expenditures, which rose more modestly than those of oil-focused and diversified producers after the 2014-2015 oil price crash, have been declining since 2018. Total spending by the gas-weighted group is expected to be $4.5 billion in 2020, down 50% from two years ago, and 39% from 2019. Finding and development, or F&D, costs have averaged slightly over $3 per barrel of oil equivalent, or BOE, or about $0.60 per thousand cubic feet over the last four years, while the reserve replacement rate has been well over 200% despite the lower investment. The solid reserve growth and relatively flat gas production, which has averaged 1.1 trillion cubic feet equivalent, or TCFE, over the last three years, could allow these producers to continue producing near their current rates in the short term without significant additional capex. The gas-focused producers have also kept a lid on cash operating or production costs, which means that these producers begin generating field-level cash flow at $7.62 per BOE, $1.27 per thousand cubic feet. Total field-level costs for the gas-weighted E&Ps totaled $12.30 per BOE, which also includes $4.68 per BOE in depreciation, depletion and amortization, or DD&A expenses, which have declined significantly since 2014 to 2015 because of the lower cost of replacing reserves. These producers have been generating positive operating margins, even in the low price environment of 2018. In terms of the total 2019 cost per BOE and the gas weighting of production for the eight companies in this peer group, pure dry gas producer Cabot Oil and Gas is the clear leader, with total 2019 costs of only $8.49 per BOE and cash costs of $5.68 per BOE. The company reported peer group leading production costs at $4.64 per BOE, BD&A expenses at $2.81 per BOE, and interest expense at $0.38 per BOE, while posting the second lowest general and administrative, or G&A outlays at $0.66 per BOE. Despite low gas prices, Cabot generated free cash flow of $563 million in 2019 and has returned about $1.9 billion to shareholders since 2017, including $1.5 billion in share repurchases. F&D costs were low $0.36 cents per thousand cubic feet last year, and Cabot's debt-to-capital ratio is a better-than-average 29%. As a result of this performance, the company's shares have outperformed its peers, declining just 23% from its April 2019 high. The more modest April 2020 rebound in its share price partially reflects continuing concerns about current low natural gas pricing, since Cabot has hedged only 20% of this year's output. Southwestern Energy, which pioneered development of the Fayetteville Shale, entered the Marcellus Shale in 2014 through a $5.4 billion acquisition from Chesapeake Energy. 
in late 2018 the company exited the Fayetteville in a $1.65 billion sale to private equity-funded Flywheel Energy LLC to become a pure Appalachia producer. Southwestern is Cabot's closest rival in terms of total costs at $12.21 per BOE. The company has better than average lifting costs, at $6.02 per BOE, and DD&A expenses, at $3.56 per BOE, indicating strong operational and reserve replacement performance. However, the company's interest expenses, at $1.34 per BOE, reflecting its 38% debt-to-capital ratio, and G&A outlays, at $1.28 per BOE, are on the high end for the group. The third-largest liquids producer in Appalachia, Southwestern has hedged 51% of its 2020 NGL production, about 72,000 barrels per day in the fourth quarter of 2019, but it has swaps and collars in place for 87% of expected 2020 gas production, and 100% of its oil output, about 16,000 barrels per day in the previous quarter. Both National Fuel Gas and Gulfport Energy are primarily Appalachian producers with minor holdings in other plays. National Fuel's primary focus is on its Pennsylvania and New York integrated upstream, midstream and downstream gas distribution business, but it also has oil production in California that accounts for about 7% of its output. The ENP's below average lifting costs, at $5.79 per BOE, in part reflect its fee acreage ownership of most of its Marcellus position, which means it pays no royalties and has no obligation to hold acreage by production. National Fuel legs its peers on G&A expenses, at $1.81 per BOE, likely because of additional management needed from its integrated structure. The company generates 40% of its EBITDA from its midstream and utility operations, which has led to relatively stable stock market performance. Gulfport, in turn, generates 80% of its annual 500 billion cubic feet equivalent of production from the Utica Shale. But it also has operations in the scoop play in Oklahoma, where disappointing results as well as a 58% debt-to-capital ratio sent the stock price below $1 per share. Gulfport has below average lifting costs at $4.82 per BOE, and the lowest G&A expenses in the peer group at $0.57 cents per BOE, but it underperforms on DD&A expenses at $6.45 per BOE, and interest charges at $1.71 per BOE. Its stock price has tripled in recent weeks on prospects of free cash flow from higher natural gas prices. EQT Resources and CNX Resources, both primarily dry gas producers, have slightly above average total costs at $15.61 per BOE and $15.35 per BOE, respectively. Last July EQT installed a new management team whose goal was to create shareholder value through lowering its operational and development costs to industry-leading levels, allowing it to deliver its balance sheet as well as return capital to shareholders. While the company had slightly better than average lifting costs at $7.59 per BOE, its DD&A results were second to last in the peer group at $6.12 per BOE, indicating lackluster historical investment results. While its interest and G&A expenses were slightly better than average at $0.89 per BOE and $1.10 per BOE, the company has explored sales of non-core less prospective assets to reduce its 30% debt-to-capital ratio. CNX Resources had below average lifting costs at $6.79 per BOE, but above average DD&A costs at $5.28 per BOE. The company also posted relatively high interest expense at $1.68 per BOE and G&A outlays of $1.60 per BOE. The latter is a major focus area for CNX, which wants to reduce G&A expenses by $25 million in 2020. 
the company's production is largely hedged through 2022, which gives it the option to monetize future, in the money hedges to reduce debt and interest expenses. The two highest cost producers range resources, at $16.54 per BOE, and Antero resources, at $18.94 per BOE, each have a high 30% liquids percentage in their production stream. Antero's lifting costs are the highest in the peer group at $12.34 per BOE, including $0.63 cents per BOE in production taxes, which have weighed heavily on its stock performance as gas prices sunk. Antero has laid out a plan for $520 million in cost savings in 2020 including $240 million in well cost reductions, $74 million in water cost savings, $190 million in midstream fee and net marketing outlay savings, and $14 million in G&A expenses. Although the company's debt-to-capital ratio is relatively low at 27%, investors have been concerned about significant notes due in 2021 and 2022. However, Antero had more than $1.3 billion of in-the-money hedges as of mid-April. Speculation that the company would shortly announce that it had monetized some of these hedges to buy in debt helped trigger the recent tripling in the company's stock value. Range Resources has similar cost reduction goals as Antero. A major priority is the sale of its northern Louisiana assets, which were acquired in an ill-timed $4.4 billion acquisition of Memorial Resource Development in 2016. While Range's DD&A expenses are below the peer group average at $3.95 per BOE, it does need to improve its remaining cost categories. The company's high 52% debt-to-capital ratio is reflected in its interest expense, at $1.40 per BOE. Higher natural gas prices could improve its chances of completing a Louisiana sale, a major step in reducing leverage. As we noted in our introduction, while U.S. gas demand is likely to hold up well on the domestic front, the flood of LNG on international markets and super-low gas prices in Asia and Western Europe may result in what until recently would have been unthinkable, the cancellation of multiple LNG cargos from U.S. liquefaction-slash-export facilities. If that happens to any significant degree, it could put a big dent in total U.S. demand for gas, and cloud the outlook for gas-weighted ENPs. All of the gas producers will be reporting first-quarter 2020 results in the next two weeks, which we will monitor for announcements on changes in company strategy and operations in light of the prospects for higher natural gas prices. So far, though, the gas-weighted ENPs we track have staged a noteworthy rally that none of the producers likely anticipated only a few weeks ago. Shelter from the Storm was written by Bob Dylan, and appears as the fourth track on side two of Bob Dylan's 15th studio album, Blood on the Tracks. Shelter from the Storm was recorded at A&R Recording in New York City in September 1974. Personnel on the record were, Bob Dylan, on vocals, acoustic guitar, and harmonica, and Tony Brown, on bass. Blood on the Tracks was produced by Bob Dylan during the fall and winter of 1974. It was recorded at A&R Recording, formerly Columbia Studio A, where Dylan had recorded six albums in the 1960s in New York City, and some 80 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The album was released in January 1975, and went to number one on the Billboard Top 200 Albums chart. It has been certified two times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. Tangled Up in Blue was released as a single from the album, and went to number 31 on the Billboard Hot 100 Singles chart. In 2015, Blood on the Tracks was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. Bob Dylan is an American singer-songwriter, visual artist, and author who has been a major figure in popular culture for over 50 years. He has released 38 studio albums, 12 live albums, 7 soundtrack albums, 19 compilation albums, 26 EPs and 91 singles. He has won one Academy Award, one Golden Globe Award and 11 Grammy Awards. 
Dylan is a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He is a recipient of a Nobel Prize in Literature, Presidential Medal of Freedom, Nation Medal of Arts, Kennedy Center Honor and a Pulitzer Prize, and is an officer of the Legion of Honor in France. Dylan's archives are a part of the collection of the Woody Guthrie Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He still records and tours. This has been the RBN Energy Broadcast. Thanks for listening.